I'm Ben Klunt. And I'm Stephen Brown. In 2019, we started this podcast as an accountability tool for our health and our business goals. Through our discussions, interviews, and sharing of our successes and difficulties, we've learned we have a passion for leadership. In 2020, we're striving to grow our own leadership abilities by focusing on learning from great leaders in business and life, and continue to share our successes and struggles on this journey. We'll continue to have raw and candid conversations while sharing our own insights and experiences with our goal being to grow as leaders and as people. You're You're listening listening to Ordinary to Extraordinary. What are you texting? What are you doing? I'm just getting my phone ready for stuff for later. Okay, so today's topic is going to be interesting. It should be interesting. And what we wanted to talk about it did Stephen? I gave Stephen an idea. Of course, he didn't like it. So it then he gave me an idea. See, yeah, you called me mean. You're mean. You meanie, big meanie, Scottish meanie head. I wouldn't have listened to that podcast. But I, Okay, I've heard some of the podcasts you listen to. You would listen to that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you listen to some shit podcasts. But <laughs> now he's just looking at me. He's kind of got his pinky up, too, as he drinks his water. <laughs> oh, you fancy. You fancy. Okay, today's podcast, though, and since we've already freaking gotten off topic. It doesn't take long. Ever. It doesn't take long, does it? No, and I'm knocking stuff on tables now. Is we're t- member leadership and mental health would be our kind of overarching theme for the year. So how did we tie it back? And a topic that we haven't really discussed. Uh, I mean, lead, not directly. I we would say we talk about it all the time, but we've never actually said, "Hey, let's talk it. about values." Yeah, we've never put a label on it like values. So that's what we're talking about today. And more values, values are important. Well, and uh, the shift, I think, not only that, but the shift in values that we've seen over time, right? Good, bad, or indifferent. I think you'll have your opinion, just like you always do, and I have mine, <clears throat> and maybe they'll differ, maybe they'll be the same, but if you're okay with it, I was because I was thinking about this, right, and there's, and you can tell me which direction you want to go mm-hmm. with this. I was saying there's values, right, and there's the things that are overarching principles, I think, that guide the way we live our life, right, like values that we find important for ourselves. And then I'd say there's those character traits uh, that others embody that we value. Mm-hmm. So we can go both directions with it, I think. It would be kind of cool. But what I wanted to do is I had to look up values. I was like, what's the technical definition of values, right? It's like, and you're already smiling, so you already have some little harebrained thing going on over there. So can I read the definition? You cool Absolutely. With that? I so, like definitions. I like dealing with language and English. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> says the Scottish guy. A person's principles or standards of behavior, one's judgment of what's important in life, mm-hmm. was the definition of values when I looked it up. Or value, excuse me. Okay. So there's also obviously words that can go in front of value, whether it be family values, corporate values, yeah. personal values. Break it down. Um, yeah, so there's obviously like so many subsets. Um, That's what I was saying. It's a pretty big topic, takes, really. Yeah, right? it really does take what you just said 
and then dials it into a more uh, micro um, a micro definition as opposed to that macro definition. Can I give you an example? Absolutely. It's like investing in the stock market, right? It's like, yeah, I invest in the stock market values, but there's different asset classes within the stock market, right? There's large cap, mid cap, small cap, so on down the line that are going to be different areas, just like family values, Mm -hmm. business values, relational values, which probably all of them overlap to some degree in terms of what it is that you want, Mm -hmm. which when I wrote mine down was actually the case. Yeah, lifestyle values. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's there's so much. Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's go. Yeah. So, no, I'm glad that you started with a definition. You know, I do that quite often, right? Um, Mr. Definition. No, I mean, I, I do it at the board level when I serve on boards. I, I often, you know, people get mixed up between vision, mission, values, core principles, and it's like, no, 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 no. You're, you're you're talking about vision, but you're trying to put a mission statement together, and those are two very different things. But they can all go together, right? Because so, your values are going to dictate, mm-hmm. you know, your your mission statement, right? Your mission statement is a derivative, I would say, mm-hmm. of your values. Yeah, and then again, in the board setting, and this isn't uh, necessarily where I want to stay with this, but I made a point on with Spokane Young Professionals on the minutes I always used to put our, vi- our mission at the bottom of it and often when people went off on tangents as the president I would say hey read the mission statement out loud what you're talking about now does it serve and take us closer to that mission statement and then if you say no there's two questions one do we want to adjust the mission statement in order to incorporate what you're doing or two do we want to get back on task and focus on the mission statement we have? Yeah. Well, what's interesting is that that progression of, so identifying values, creating mm-hmm. a mission statement that aligns with those values, and then you said, uh, like, what, what was the third word that you had said? I'm spacing out now. Essentially a plan, like putting a plan into place, right? Or whatever yeah. it was. Processes are... Yeah. yeah, you said mission, I guess. You mission said mission and statement and yeah. vision. I guess... The, like that that's what it was it was vision so having your mission and then creating the vision around your mission statement and those values right so it's identifying values creating your mission statement but this applies in all areas of life which is interesting about what you're saying here right because in business right i have the things that i value uh in in terms of how i do business and, and what i find to be ethical and right and then i have a mission statement in terms of how i'm going to service my client right and how we're going to invest and then you go out and you create a vision that embodies those values and your mission statement to go and get those clients that are going to buy in and believe in the, the same common core values mm-hmm. that you have, right? And a lot of the time, it's your values that you're using in the sales process in business, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So where I wanted to start, and I, I wrote this down, I've got traditional values versus new age values. Mm-hmm. And I think this is going to take us down a path that could be somewhat controversial, but you know me, never one to dodge a... Do not want to be controversial. Dodge controversy. Um, I feel that you and I had very traditional upbringings. Two parents, uh, siblings, uh, church, mm-hmm. Sunday dinners, 
um, you know, most nights ate together with your family outside of extracurricular activities. As you got older, obviously, there was you would come home and there'd be leftovers and stuff like that. But I think if we were to really look at it, and this is a quite the term, you and I have a very socio-normative background. Mm-hmm. Male and female, parents, role models, um, extended family, and lots of just great fun good traditional yeah values wholesome wholesome type, yeah, yeah. Um, now there was a whole lot of mischief mixed in for me <laughs> well you're Catholic right and yeah that's why yeah. the second I found out that my dick was for more than pissing with I was trying to do things that I probably shouldn't have been doing at a young <laughs> age but I also think that again that's something that with traditional values you learn that's probably not what I should be doing yeah that's a naughty boy um and even though we have that in common, being having grown up in different continents, I'm sure that our values were also very different just in a lot of ways. Because of the geography. Well, just the geography, traditions, um, you know, the things that are normal in a lower to middle class upbringing in Scotland versus a middle to upper class upbringing in, in the USA it's probably night and day. Like the things that I dealt with on a daily basis versus what you dealt with on a daily basis. I mean, we've we've chatted about some of them, right? Um, The fact that I had to, you know, I don't know that you've ever had to walk home and then run away from somebody that wanted to stab you or beat you with a bat, whereas I did. But you had a whole different subset of issues probably grown up that I didn't deal with, right? So I think it's interesting to me that from a traditional standpoint we had a similar upbringing but a very different upbringing Mm -hmm. and now that basically for the last 10 to 15 years those traditional values that have served you and I well I would say have grown to be something that in the mainstream are not as valued or appreciated as much I'll say this I don't think it's the mainstream I will say I think it's a loud subsect Right. I don't think the mainstream believes that having a mother and father, you know, is a bad thing, right? Mm-hmm. Or that it's demeaning to anybody else anymore. And this is something I was even going to say. It's like, I don't think, two, two things if I can. There's obviously a common set of values that as human beings we believe to be right. That's how law is enacted, right? Like somehow we agreed on certain laws and they were enacted and that was came about because of a common set of values that people held. I don't think there are, if we are to break down within the law, right? So bear with me, within the law, I don't think there are a set of values one way or the other that might be better or worse, right? They're different, just like people are different, but I don't think it's wrong to have a mother and father figure in a whole family together and go to church and do some of those more traditional values that I think some folks now do believe. Again, we can disagree on whether or not that's right or demeaning to one side, but again, they're entitled to their own values and their own beliefs and how things should be done. But I think where it becomes an issue is when you're pushing your values as fact and law when in reality it shouldn't be, right? Like you're trying to enact things that necessarily aren't a common set of values, but you think that they should be because 
they weren't the necessary, I mean, weren't necessarily the upbringing that you had or weren't the mm-hmm. way that you lived your life or the way that you choose to live your life. Yeah. And this kind of comes, again, we, we've, we've gone back to the Philip Tyler interview a few times since then, but to think about Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. and to separate out two different things about Black Lives Matter. The phrase Black Lives Matter is 100% correct. The group Black Lives Matter the organization yeah. I don't necessarily agree with everything they're trying to do because one of the th- one of the things on their manifesto you can find this in their their official literature their website and all their social media is to eliminate the traditional nuclear family or the traditional American nuclear family as they call it uh, which is two kids mum dad dog nice house white picket fence traditional values right me despite the fact that Statistics will show over and over and over again that that level of balance and tradition tends to produce well-rounded structure members of society as opposed to single-parent families being that little bit different. Now, I know there's people that are going to hear this and go, well, I'm a single parent and I'm doing a great job. And yes, yes, you are. The point is that having help not because you need it but because it's nice to have and having a positive two positive role models regardless of if it's two women two men man and woman but having two positive role models to to teach good values is always going to serve better than one person trying to do it on their own or one person struggling and being absent mm-hmm. you know and and again probably similar to your upbringing I know your parents started the company together. My mum worked until she had us and then didn't work until basically the youngest one was 15 or 16. So, you know, she was she was in the home, again, traditional and probably looked on now as maybe being more male chauvinistic, but my dad was a breadwinner. My mum looked after the kids and then went out and worked when she was able to do so once the kids were it's in a good spot. So... Yeah, so traditional versus new age values is very something that's really front and center in my mind, and often something that I don't talk about because, as much as I don't mind skirting with controversy, I also don't want to spend the meat and potatoes of my day arguing with people that disagree with me. Yeah, I'm willing to just live in well, life. and I mean, at the end of the day, it's like we should, it's like fine, we can agree to disagree, but and I'm and I'm fine with that. Like that's that's yeah. welcome to a democracy, right? And welcome to how things work in life. It's like people are going to disagree with you all the time. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean that you can't still be friends or that you can't get by on something like. Yeah, yeah. Now there's there's three three things that I've put here in caps um, when I was making notes. Three things that are three organizations, three constructs, three whatever you want to call them that I believe have made me not just the person I am now but shaped my value and belief system and the the productivity that I'm able to produce on a daily basis, weekly basis, monthly basis. Um, and I think will serve me long, long, long into my life, assuming that there's going to be a lot more of it. So the first one is the Catholic Church. Now, I do not practice anywhere near as much as I should or would like to, more so because... <laughs> I'm really picky about listening to priests and pastors in general. I 
don't want to listen to an old man preach scripture to me. I want that scripture to be applied in a way that I apply it personally. Now, I can quote scripture almost to, to a level that I'm, I think is kind of eerie because I grew up around it. But if you're going to stand there and speak, to, and again, if you're religious and this is your belief, I'm not belittling you, I'm talking about my own personal beliefs. I don't think everything that's in the Bible is hardened fact and literal. I do not believe for a second, whether he was a son of God or not, that a man made five fish and three loaves feed 5,000 people. I don't believe somebody walked on water. I don't believe that he brought people back from the dead, including himself, by the way. What I believe is that those stories are a collection of stories that are put together with morals so that you can read them and say, okay, there's a value to be taken away from that. And then there's 10 commandments. And if you live by those 10 commandments, don't cheat, don't steal, don't kill your neighbor, honor your mother and father. Um, you know, if you do those things, you're going to be a good, productive human. And it doesn't matter if you were born 2,000 years ago or if you were born yesterday, those things will serve you well. So you're saying the values, the, the Catholic values are what you take away, not so much the religion itself. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And the the construct of the Catholic Church... So I guess here's an interesting question then. Do you believe in God? I don't believe God's an old white man with a beard sitting in the clouds watching us. <laughs> and I don't believe that he's a capricious person that tries to do mean things because that's usually the comeback from people when you say you do believe in something that how can I, can you stop doing that because it's distracting me <laughs> he's over here fucking with his keys and I don't know what the hell he's doing like put them out of reach <laughs> oh I gotta get that off Keep it's going. like you're not focused I'm put them listening. in your pocket or something no so I don't believe in the capricious nature that people uh, push on to the traditional god um uh, like f figure, right? The old guy with the white beard mm -hmm. sitting in the clouds. I believe there has to be something beyond what we are. I believe there has to be something bigger and better than us and something had to create us. Regardless of whether you're a science believer or not, and I am, I do trust and believe in science, in order for there to be a big bang and an explosion, there yeah. has to be something before it. That's just... Yeah, where I was mean, the beginning? Yeah. The beginning isn't the beginning because in order for there to be a beginning, someone had to create the beginning, mm -hmm. right? So, or something. Now, there's a bunch of different ways that you can look at that. But yeah, I believe there's something that there just has to be. Otherwise, what's the point? And maybe it's for my own sanity, but I don't necessarily believe that God, Jesus, Mary, and the 12 apostles is the be all and end all and maybe the Greeks had it right maybe the Romans had it right you know maybe there's gods walking among us we don't know but yeah I think I believe in something I just don't know what that something is that was just total again side topic yeah. sidebar there so uh, so, so first one mm -hmm. was the values of Catholicism but not necessarily the religion that's mm -hmm. guided your life well yeah I mean you know and, and now there's this whole subset of when you mention Catholicism treating you well, the first thing people want to talk about is priests fucking little boys, right? And 
I know it's a horrible way to say it. I was an altar boy my whole life until I was 14, 15 years old. So much. I've never had a priest touch me. I've always been surrounded by amazing priests. And it's, it, I compare it, honestly, to, to the police. Yeah. You've got hundreds of thousands of priests all over the world. And because a few of them did some horrible things. And yeah, there was some cover-ups at the higher levels. which Some bad stuff, happen. yeah. Um, but a few bad eggs don't make the good ones bad you know mm -hmm. um so that was my first one that i think has really taught me good values second one is sport we've talked about this whether it be competition whether it be teamwork whether it be um the discipline and the routine of it i don't know where without sport i would have gotten a lot of trouble as a teenager <laughs> and you're you're laughing i'm talking bad trouble I'm well talking you were talking about how you were a little shit well yeah. no I'm, I'm going a step further I'm talking friends of mine that murdered and stole and I mean some of them are dead now some are in jail some are injecting heroin between but their you toes you really had some bad friends growing up friends slash acquaintances but yeah I was surrounded by some, some what pretty interesting what was going people. on in Scotland so had I not found sport had I not had the love for sport yeah other things would have happened and then scouting and I know we have that in common yeah um, it's probably the only thing the religion, I guess. From the you, childhood, you, yeah. yeah, and religion. Different but, religion, but yeah. But scouting, to this day, you know, and I was thinking about this because you and I had a, had a talk about the apocalypse. Um, the apocalypse. Know, shelter, fire, oh, cooking, yeah, I see, yeah. surviving in yeah. general. I mean... Not to say prepper, but, you yeah. know. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I just, the, the, the scout scouting world in general... Well, Boy Scout motto, again, be prepared. And now we're dealing with the same thing as a Catholic church with that. So when you say you're we're part of the Boy Scouts, people want to know if you get fiddled with, you know? And it's like, no. Again, <laughs> some bad people don't make everybody bad. There's amazing scout leaders. I think that goes back to what I was saying originally, right? There's a sub subsect that is loud. Yeah. Right? That gets all the media attention. With That's not the reason. I don't think even the traditional values are gone. No. Right? I think those are still around. But there is a certain subsect that is loud against them because that is not what their belief system is, right? Yeah. And adamantly, fiercely against it because it's not what they're... Mm -hmm. But I, I will say this. Having two kids, I believe this more now, kids need structure to grow and to thrive. And I, I, that's just a, that's a fact. That's not something that's up for debate. Mm -hmm. Kids need structure. What I think that traditional model provides is structure. Can you get structure in other ways? Yes. Is it most easily aligned in the traditional family model? Yes. Right? And it and it goes along with the core uh, the common kind of core values that I think America was created upon. And good, bad or indifferent, that's what they are. I mean, mm -hmm. so to say that they're wrong I mean, yes, there are certainly tenets of it that are wrong. Yeah. But as a whole, to throw out that whole traditional model because it's, you know, quote unquote prejudiced, racist, whatever you want to call it, yeah. I don't think is wise. Again, we're not talking about this is not a blanket statement to anybody who might believe in a different way of doing it. It's only to those <laughs> that say that it is wrong. I also, and, and this can be uh, contentious, so to speak. I also am adamantly not okay with the fact that the Boy Scouts are not the Boy Scouts anymore. I think there was, it wasn't in any way oppressive towards women. 
all it was was an organization for boys to be boys it wasn't mm-hmm. negative or toxic and we're going to talk about toxic masculinity because i have it in my my uh, notes that. here but you know there was the girl guides i think here it's just the girl scouts yeah um and i remember they were a mile down the road when they were camping sometimes we'd sneak out at night and try and go and find girl guides um yeah as, as i was i was a teenage boy so i don't think that there was anything negative with the boy scouts being the boy scouts and i understand to an extent why it was relented and changed yeah but i also wish that someone had the balls pardon the toxic masculine phrase to stand up to that and say no this is not a negative construct this is going to teach young boys how to be around other young boys adolescents and men and work in that world Mm -hmm. because it's not a bad thing. So I will say this for the sake of clarity of structure around how the Boy Scouts are actually set up at this point. In America. Again, this is unique to the USA. Okay. Um, And I don't know outside of the USA, but I think it's actually somewhat the same from my international counterparts that I've talked to. But Boy Scouts of America is still the legal entity and parent company. So it's not that Boy Scouts of America has gone away. There are, just like any large business, Mm -hmm. uh, separate little entities, I guess, under the Boy Scouts of America umbrella. Boy Scouts is not Boy Scouts anymore. They don't call it Boy Scouts, right? But they still have venturing. They still have crew. They still have these other subsects underneath Boy Scouts of America. But I'll say this. You can actually have in scouts usa which is what boy scouts the subsect under the boy scouts of america mm-hmm. parent company used to be separate individual boy only troops at this point or girl only troops so i don't think for those that were the traditionalist you know if we want to go that route that you can't can't get that anymore it's like no you can still have an all-boy troop like you could still have the same values and cores that uh the same common values or whatever that you believe to be true prior to it being changed from boy scouts of america or boy scouts to scouts usa right i mean you can still have those same things but no i get what you're saying uh and this was something obviously i had to deal with being on the board and that whole changeover and yeah it didn't necessarily go with my hopes in terms of how it is but i get the whole pc movement (laughs) and that was probably a controversial you you get the need to no. acquiesce the PC movement in order to move things along. That's what you should have said. And maybe you didn't, you, you might not affirm that, but that's how I feel about it. So, but here's what I was going to say is I believe that what the scouting program teaches is valuable. It doesn't matter if you're male or female. I think it's Agreed. valuable. It teaches to be a uh, citizen, you know, positive citizen, the different areas of the government and how they work. It teaches basic survival skills. It teaches a guy who doesn't traditionally get it. This might be a little chauvinist again, how to cook and how to do some, just how to be a boy to some degree too, right? And how to cope with some of the issues that are going to come up in life. Yeah. Um, But some of those same tenets can be applied to females in terms of how to cope being a female, right? That's why there's female-only troops. So, I don't know. All that to say... uh, I believe that the curriculum that scouting teaches is beneficial and that it can be applied to both and still have a wholesome program, right? So at the end of the day, it's like, might not have been my belief, it might not have been my values to have it change, but I still believe in the program. Yeah. 
complete Sorry. side note, but it's freezing in here today. I don't know if it's because it's not as hot outside. It feels good to me. I don't know. I'm Your cold. nipples are always sticking out. Don't worry. Yeah, I know you, you could, just covered them. To you could hang a white coat on these. <laughs> Stephen always has erect nipples. <laughs> Sorry. So you named three. Th- so we took a little different approach to this because you named yeah. three things that kind of Molded spoke me. into your life, if you will. Where and I've gone into more detail about values and different things as well. But okay. I, I just I was as I was thinking, I thought it's important for for me to articulate where my values came from for the most part. Obviously, family are in there as well. My mum, my dad, and my, my brothers totally. are. Yeah. But those three organizations probably did as much or more for me overall mm-hmm. by, I think, teaching me what are traditional male values more than anything. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I, I, I can say the same of, uh, obviously, two of the same. Mm-hmm. I mean, I grew up in religion, non-denominational, so a little less structured than Catholicism, but obviously, same book, <laughs> reading from the same book. Different so, interpretations, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, somewhat different interpretations, right? But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, one of them is more uh, acts-based, if you will, Catholicism. Do you mind if I ask what, what denomination? Uh, I jumped around, was too. Was it Lutheran? It, was it? I mean, it was free Methodist at one point, non-denomination at one point. So, okay. I mean, it, there was yeah. no, I don't say, I don't, so I mean, if somebody asked me, I would say I'm non-denominational. So you're probably a little more balanced than me in terms of religion, because it wasn't until I was late in my teens, uh, 16 and on, um, that I really dived into other religions. We had a, yeah. we had a, in my RE class, so I went to Catholic school, which is very different from Catholic school here, it wasn't mm. private, it's a state-run local Scottish uh, man school in Scotland so in Scotland there's still Catholic and Protestant schools or Catholic and non-denomination as they're referred to um, just because of the, the Northern Irish divide and a lot of people came over so it's been like that all my life and for 100 years before like that, that it's still like that wow. yeah so Catholic schools are Catholic schools can't say no if you want to come to a Catholic school and you're not Catholic, they can't say no. State-run school, yeah. But generally speaking, most non-Catholics don't want to go to Catholic school. So we had an RE class, and I won't say the teacher's name. What's an RE class? Religious education. Okay. Um, And we had this module that was like three weeks long on other religions. And it was like, so I'm 16, and I've had 15 years of this, right, of... Catholicism, 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 all everything else is, and, and not that they say this out loud, but you're kind of taught to believe that everything else is hogwashing. Yeah. Not to be, not to be messed with. So they started talking, and the main ones they focused on, and obviously the main question I had at sixteen was, well, if Jesus was a Jew, why isn't that okay for us to be a Jew? Why are we Catholics? Right. And I still to this day wonder about all these offshoot religions like mm-hmm. Jesus. Your book tells you Jesus was a Jew. Why are you not a Jew? Yeah. So we learned about Judaism, we learned about Buddhism, we learned, which isn't really a religion, but um, we learned about, um, surprisingly, they skipped um, Muslim. They didn't do anything on that. So I started researching myself. And I had a, (laughs) sorry to go off on a tangent again. This teacher, I came in and I asked him some questions and he didn't like the questions and wouldn't answer them. And I said, well, why won't you answer those questions? And he said, we're here we're good Catholics and we're going to and I said no you taught us about these other religions and I've learned this and 
I, I don't even remember exactly what I asked them, but I get kicked out of the class and sent home for the day because this RE teacher refused to engage me in a conversation, a philosophical conversation about religion. Hmm. And I wasn't being disrespectful. I was straight up asking them, like, I would really appreciate if you, as an adult with a degree in religion, because you're teaching religious education, mm -hmm. would discuss this with me and he wouldn't do it. He, refused, he would just he basically call me a heathen and kick me out of the class. <laughs> I swear to God. So... Well, I think the interesting thing about religion is that everybody expects, and we're totally getting, I mean, we're getting on the religion train here, is that your beliefs are steadfast. Mm -hmm. When I don't care who you talk to, you go talk to a pastor. Like, they will tell you that their faith has wavered at times. And I think that's the reality. of It's like, mm -hmm. that doesn't mean <laughs> that you're, you always believe. Yeah. If that makes sense, I know that's a weird thing to say. It's like, and I and I know like deep down inside you believe, but there are times where you'll question like God, like what the hell? Yeah, like why would you do that? It makes absolutely no sense. And it's like and we can't fathom some of the things that happen and some of the evil in the world, and you just there can't be a God with evil like this, right? It's like, and you question it, and your scientific mind even takes over to some degree. Right? If you're educated, it's like, how does that work? How can a god make a world in seven days? Like, this is very, this is all very confusing. So, I mean, I, I get that. But, okay, I'll go yeah. back to, yes, agree on the Boy Scouts. That definitely was something that was a big part of my childhood that spoke into the beliefs. And then I would say parents, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, my parents weren't the type that they were going to be overbearing, tell you how to live your life, smack you in the forehead, demons come out type thing, right? Lucky you. Lucky me. No, they weren't the... But... Uh, Have you met my mother? <laughs> <laughs> On Facebook. <laughs> but uh, I, I think there were attributes that I saw in them that I respected, right? If you respect somebody, you see attributes in them that you want to emulate, right? And so, and I think about it, it's like my parents were committed, hardworking, uh, dealt with shit, and got through it, and didn't really take handouts. And when I, when I think about, oh, geez. Sorry. When I think about some of the things that I value, it really goes back to that, right? It's the people who are gung-ho for something. They're getting after it. They're trying hard. They're scrapping. They're committed to their cause. Um, and they stick to their word. Like if they say they're going to do something, they follow through on it. And they're prompt. They show up on time. Like I value things that are all respectful of others too, but respectful of your commitment to what you say you're going to do. So I mm -hmm. guess respect. I guess I should have wrote that down too. And then other words, I think other things I wrote down was like people who are kind, people who have a youthful view of life, people who are fun, people who are spontaneous, like these traits, I guess, these character traits are things that I value, Yeah. right? And that I try to live my life, but I don't always get to do it. And But they're things that I strive to be or would hope to be. Mm -hmm. So it's fun. I, I, I told you when we were texting this morning about this, we always find a way of leading each other in. Yeah. Regardless of what we decide to talk about. And again, for you guys that are listening, we come up with a topic and basically Ben decides what he wants to talk about with it. I decide what I want to talk about with it. We generally don't compare notes beforehand. Like, I don't even know no, if we... not usually. Because the first couple podcasts we did, we had a whole whiteboard covered and stuff. <laughs> yeah. 
and it just seemed Got confusing. It seemed too structured. It was like, well, what should we talk about now? And it wasn't as conversational as we like to be, and we didn't have the tangents. Um, but I've got a list of things here that are non-negotiables for me in terms of values as well. Okay, let's go. And the two that jumped out to me as I was telling the story about getting kicked out of the RE class were boldness and accountability. And I'm like, I'm going to be bold, and you better be accountable to that. And and give me the answers that I need because I'm going to ask difficult questions. Yeah. Not to be an asshole, but to learn. To learn, yeah. So, in no particular order, um, and this is almost like a, this is almost like a hey, if you want to date me, you have to do these things or have these things. But it's not just dating. It's uh, so I've got integrity, I've got boldness, yeah, honesty, trust or trustworthiness, accountability, fun, loyalty consistency so you liked my fun efficiency and health and fitness yeah like those are values to me those are those are things that if you take those seriously if you apply all of those and everything you do and some of them don't apply to everything you do but if you apply these on a daily basis you're gonna you're gonna be a pretty virtuous person you know mm-hmm. in my opinion so, hmm. it's funny that you had a list and I had a list. Yeah, we both had, well, I think that's, it's like, what are the things that you want your life to look like? I even wrote down here, say, the goals on how you live your life equals values. Mm-hmm. I think it's like the things that we value are the things that we try to do. Anyway. Do we fall? Oh, totally. <laughs> Daily. <laughs> Always fall, right? And we never live up to our values to the fullest extent, I, I don't think. But they are the bumpers that kind of guide us back on the path, right? So what if you're playing bowling, right? You're throwing the ball down the bumpers that keep you on the straight and narrow and, not, and from getting out of the gutter and getting fallen into the gutter, right? It's like your values your, that were instilled with you through, you know, Catholicism and Boy Scouts and your family and those things are what keep you from beating the heroin addict shooting up into your toes like you were talking about, right? So... uh Yes, there are people that are raised with different values, but I don't think that diminishes the values that have been positive in people's life either. Mm-hmm. And I guess to come back full circle, what you were talking about with the phrase on the BLM site was, hey, you know, doing away with the nucleus family or whatever they call it. Nuclear. The nuclear family. It's like... Nuclear. Yeah, nuclear. And you said nuclear. 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 Jesus, fucking Americans in English. <laughs> nuclear. Nuclear. Okay, there you go. Nuclear. Stop it. <laughs> Say it properly. Nuclear. 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 English is important. Stephen's looking at me like he wants to kill me. <laughs> nuclear. Not nuclear. 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 Okay, get back on thought. Oh, I can't remember what it was. Uh, okay. But I think it was actually the end of it, right? Because I was just saying to come back full circle is that just because values of one that have been positive in somebody's life doesn't mean that they should be diminished because they weren't your common set of values, right? Mm-hmm. And that was that BLM nuclear family. And I think there's probably people that think that that's toxic. And But we could also go this way. And this will be controversial, and you'll like it because I'm bringing up a controversial topic. I don't believe, and this is my own belief, 
and it's it, this is probably going to rub some feathers the wrong way. It might rub your feathers the wrong way. I don't believe that it should be taught in schools that it is okay for same-sex marriage. I just don't believe that that is okay. And that's fine that I don't believe that. And I actually don't think any different of people that do, nor if they are. I mean, I have friends that are same-sex couples, right? And I'll hang out with them and we'll have a beer and I really don't care. I'll hang out with you and we'll be friends the same way. I don't need to agree with every action that you do as being right, right? Mm-hmm. And this is probably a super controversial thing and now you're quiet, so I know it's really controversial. But I have a thought when you're done. Okay. And I, I, I mean, they can teach what it is, but I don't know that I would want them telling my kids necessarily that, hey, it is okay and perfectly as acceptable because that doesn't go along with the values and the religion in which I was raised. Again, doesn't mean that I'm wrong. Doesn't mean that they're wrong. It just goes against the values in the way that I was brought up. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely makes sense. I would say this. I don't know that... I would probably never open with the way you opened that because you actually quantified it a little bit down the line. I don't think you teach... I don't think it's to be normalized, per se. I don't think it should be encouraged. I certainly think that everybody should be taught to accept people regardless of... I'll go back to love and grace across everything. Exactly. So love is love. If you want to be with a man, if you want to be with a woman, if you want to be with... If you want to be... Uh, with a trans person or a you know whatever that's by all means that's okay i would say that i think the normalization and acceptance of that and is currently something that's a hot topic Mm -hmm. and where i come down on it is that look if we don't teach that men and women procreate i think that's the way you look at it from a biological standpoint right and i've said this about the argument in sport that you know, right now we've got women who used to be men playing rugby mm-hmm. and women who used to be men and have transitioned, I should have put, and have transitioned. Yeah. So with the use of hormones and different things. Yep. Have, um, Still the same frame then. Gone the other obviously. way. Uh, yeah, so they've transitioned from being men to being women but from a scientific standpoint. In sport... And, and they're doing it in MMA as well. And it's like, look, the, the way we solve this is we go to biology. Mm-hmm. And we say, yeah, there's two different kinds of chromosomes that people have. Unless yep. and I'll grant that we're going to look at Downs now and we're going to say, oh, well, what about that? That's a mutation. And yes, by all means, they've got another extra chromosome. But you have, you have um, males and you have females based on chromosome, right? So mm-hmm. um, XX or XY is how it's set out biologically. So if you want to compete as a female, you either, or as a male, you're either, we don't say male sport and female sport, we say XX or XY. <laughs> and you simplify it. You take all subjectivity out of it. And I would say the same thing could be applied in schools that, hey, in order to procreate in order for the human race to, to procreate naturally without the use of science yeah a man has to put his penis inside a woman's vagina and ejaculate i think that's what should be taught and then you can say no 
it is completely okay for a man to be with a man and a woman to be with a woman, but without the use of science, they cannot continue the human race. And I think that objectively simplifies it, acknowledges everybody, although I know the other side would say that doesn't go far enough and you're still creating a stigma. So your points are your points of view and by all means you're entitled to that and to your point you're not out there protesting against things you're not outside Planned Parenthood with pictures of aborted babies and things trying to shame people you just have your beliefs and you go through life and your family will be your family and they'll be taught to accept and love everybody and others will do it differently both are okay and yes that's a good differentiation and that it's like I don't I think I said like I'll have a beer with whoever, right? At the end of the day, I'm not going to hate somebody because they believe something different than me. That's just not who I am. But that doesn't mean, again, that all of our characters, traits, or all the things that we value in life need to be the same. Because if they were, talk about a boring society, for one. Like, Mm -hmm. we'd all be the exact same person. Yeah. That'd be really freaking boring. So, I left one value off of my list that I Uh gave you. What's that? And I did it purposefully, and I have it down below. There's actually two values, I guess. Masculinity and chivalry. All right, I value my masculinity. I like being a man. I enjoy the things that go with that traditionally. Sport, meat. um, Beer. Hunting, camping, fishing, shooting guns. Anything else that you want to attribute to just being a man, right? And then the chivalry side... I'm talking about that specifically in male-female relationships. Yeah. I definitely expect to pay for dinner. I definitely expect mm-hmm. to to care for and protect the women that I'm with. Mm-hmm. And I'll quantify that and say not because they necessarily need me to, yeah, but because I want to. And because, again, going back to the values that I was raised with, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Well, and I'll also say... I think that's how a lot of males have been taught to show love, mm-hmm. right? And they care for, in that regard, right? It's like, so I think as the female, don't think of it as a way of like, you think you're better than me. It's like, no, this is me showing you love, right? Is, is in this traditional holding the door, lending you my coat, yeah. helping you with groceries or something when it looks like maybe mm-hmm. you've got too many in your head. Like these are things that are not... Mm-hmm meant to be demeaning but how we show love yeah and again grew up in the traditional household my mum made the dinner 90% of the time my dad made it 10% of the time Mm -hmm. I love to cook okay I have no issue doing that it's again it's not a socio-normative thing for me it's just that hey I don't mind splitting that with you I don't mind doing it all the time it's just but and the reason I left those two out is because we have this thing in today's society that's been shoved down our throats called toxic masculinity. And we're kind of shamed for being manly, right? We're shamed for the things that we hold dear. And I have a video, and I'm going to play it, and you guys will be able to hear it. And I might actually splice it in, but I'm going to play it so you can hear it. And this is the first time Ben's hearing this. I have not heard it. It's great. And I wish I could record your face. As I'm, so this is an advocacy video, right? Against toxic masculinity. So here we go. With all these men getting fired and accused of sexual harassment, the phrase toxic masculinity is in the air and everything from sexual assault to mass shootings. But what is toxic masculinity? 
Can I can I point out the irony of a lady telling us what's toxic about being a man? First and foremost, so I'm gonna. <laughs> Masculinity refers to performed behaviors that have been attributed to manhood. Toxic refers to a subset of violent, destructive, or oppressive behaviors performed in an attempt to live up to a mythological idea of masculinity. Think Batman, for example. He's intelligent, self-sacrificing, and dedicated to justice. Great, but some of his behavior is toxic. His aggression, emotional detachment, and misogynistic control over women are all forms of toxic masculinity. We're not... I have to stop there. So, a superhero, who, by the way, is not really a superhero. It's Batman's just a vigilante in a gimp mask. Um, he has no special powers. So someone who goes out and does amazing things and saves people and helps people and protects an entire city, good. Somebody that does it by beating people up, bad. Somebody that does it by controlling a woman, who, who does he control? He's single. Sucky <laughs> study of Batman. No, but I'm just saying that this is so. What, is what this says is, it's what's been used to tell us that the things that, I mean, I don't really like Batman because he's not really a superhero, but <laughs> I'm like, you're tell they're using it as a metaphor to say all the things that we do are bad, right? So I'm, I'm going to continue the video now. Okay. I'm not saying that men are toxic, but their behavior can be. Everyone is capable of these behaviors. One reason this exists is because we have a problem with the cultural definition of what a real man is. Manhood is framed in opposition to womanhood. So a toxic view of masculinity sees anything feminine as a threat to masculinity. Boys are taught at a young age to be aggressive, competitive, and strong at all costs. We see this played out whenever a boy is bullied for being weak because they were crying or expressing emotion. So toxically masculine behavior occurs when men feel they need to defend or assert this unhealthy idea of masculinity. This can mean doubling down on toxic behavior such as denial of feelings, verbal abuse, and physical or sexual violence. Are you crazy? Don't talk about one another! In our patriarchal society, masculinity is valued over femininity. Masculine presenting people are encouraged to show domination over women and feminine presenting people. This can be displayed in the form of sexual objectification, possessiveness, and predatory behavior. There's also a dangerous sense of entitlement that comes from the narrative saying that the more masculine you are, the more entitled you are to respect, power, a job, and sex. When women disagree or say no, aggression, anger, or violence can follow because they're denied what is owed to this masculine sense of power. This toxic sense of entitlement contributes to the rampant rape culture in this country. Toxic masculinity. So I'm going to stop there. It keeps going and you can watch the rest in a bit. But, so, we're being told that by being masculine, traditionally masculine, we're adding to the rape culture in this country. And I just want to go on the record and say that's absolute horseshit. And that I believe that being a traditional chivalrous man who is patriarchal, if you like, isn't a negative thing all the time. No. Unless... And I'm not... Okay, keep going. Oh, hold on. No, no, no. You go, you go. No. Well, I was going to say, I'm not sure that she's necessarily saying that's not. 
And so when I hear that, I don't necessarily disagree with some of the stuff she was saying. Because, I, I mean, I, I was a kid who wasn't always... And I don't either seen, disagree with everything. But. Yeah, because I wasn't always seen as, like, the most masculine guy, right? I mean, I'm, I'm a big guy, so people don't usually mess with me. You are a big girl's blouse, to be fair. <laughs> but I am a little more sensitive than most guys. I didn't play sports. I'm not overly competitive, though I do have a competitive spirit, depending on what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's like, so I was not your stereotypical man's man, right? Like some of this. So I was picked on. And so, and I do believe that like picking on somebody for being different is not necessarily a good thing, right? Just, Absolutely. And I'll go back to what I said earlier. Like someone might have a different set of beliefs than I do. Someone might have a different way of doing life than I do. That doesn't make mm-hmm. it right or wrong. And that doesn't mean that I should demean them because they have a different belief system than I do. Yeah. So again, let's go back to that whole love and grace thing, right? It's like, and I, I would also say her definition of toxic masculinity is actually just that of a strong individual, is what mm-hmm. I would have said, actually. Agreed. Yeah, and I think that's what's so... This is where... Let's throw that in last This minute, is where sorry. I think the rubber hits the road, and this isn't a whataboutery thing, which isn't really a word, but I think often when people want to talk about toxic masculinity, they don't want to talk about toxic femininity, right? And I believe it's toxic when a woman or young girl wants to bash on men for being men because for for any reason really it's like look if you don't like that just move on yeah it's fine right you don't need to and that's like you talked about love and grace and acceptance and it's like tolerance goes two ways i do not in any way condone possessive abusive Mm -mm. men who control anybody whether it be male or female that's not toxic masculinity that's just toxicity period yeah and i think to project that onto males is wrong and i think that the understanding that if you are a bold assertive man who sees a a dis and, and let's give an example have you ever been in a situation where something terrible happens and somebody needs to get cracked in the jaw like somebody has to stand up and punch somebody probably not right well I have I've been in bars and restaurants again in Scotland where people don't tell you they're going to hit you they just hit you the wild west over there I've always this is a complete tangent and I'm going to come back to this but I've always appreciated that about America it's like these guys will stand across the bar like I'm going to fuck you up and you're an asshole and I'm like Jesus somebody would have been hit with a bottle and there would have been three people dragged outside by now if this was Scotland like and that sounds really violent but I also believe that more people need in this country need to be punched in the jaw when they offend people not because <laughs> you shouldn't not try and offend people you should say what you believe but you should also understand the repercussions of saying what you say in the jaw yeah. anyway uh to come back so to, to the toxic masculinity thing i believe that a lot of that is projected onto people and it has been projected onto me and even in, in interpersonal relationships with girls is I don't need you to take care of me. I don't need you to pay for dinner. I don't need you to help me with this. And I know it's heavy and it's like, no, I know you don't need it. But I want to. And to project onto me that it's toxic for me to want to help. Or demeaning to them in some way. Or Yeah, or in any way taken away from your strengths is completely absurd. And I think we have to look at things on an individual basis. And I'm going to be bold and I'm going to be assertive. 
and I'm going to tell people exactly how I feel. I'm never going to try and control or possess people because, again, that's not a masculine toxic. That's an overall toxic, and you see that as much in both sexes or people that don't conform to their sex, and we need to get rid of this toxic masculinity bullshit. <laughs> if you like to hunt, fish, shoot guns, play sports, watch sports, lift weights. I saw an article a few weeks ago from The Atlantic. I swear to God, I'll forward this to you. And it talked about how men that work out are toxic and we're ruining society. And I'm like, no, I work out because from a mental health standpoint, I would literally go bananas without the gym. I need it these days. Mm-hmm. I don't have the, the other cathartic outlets. That's my cathartic outlet. So, yeah, I just wanted to address that because, like I said masculinity and chivalry are two things that I hold really near and dear to my heart and it's it's really interesting to me when when you are acting chivalrous how how great it is to some people and how negative it is to others mm-hmm. um, and it, it even comes down to I was in uh, Las Vegas a few weeks ago and I remember saying to one of the dealers when I was playing cards, because these people would walk up to the table and throw their money down and talk to the dealers like they were trash. And she was an attractive girl, and I wasn't hitting on her, but I said, "Hey, does everybody treat you like that? Does nobody say please and thank you?" They just and she's like, "Yeah, it's kind of." And I was like, "Well, I'm sorry for everybody else, but she's like, yeah, I noticed you, you've been really nice." And I was like, "I'm, I'm not saying that to in any way, try and." advance an agenda here I'm just I was really shocked I sat at that table for an hour I won a lot of money actually Um, but I sat at that (laughs) table and watched people coming and going and just the the interactions mostly male I was like okay I can see how that could be construed as male toxicity but then a few women came up and did it as well and I just was like you know what chivalry needs to be respected on both sides and well it's just being kind to people yeah be kind, be nice. Agreed. So I said one of my one of my values was kindness. So if you had to wrap today up in a few sentences, Ben, and it doesn't need to be a few sentences because I've talked a lot. Yeah, you have. How would you do that? Well, if I was going to wrap it, I'd say thanks for listening. Hopefully, you didn't get too offended by any of our values. But again, if you were to go back and listen to it, it would have said your values are your own. There's nothing that is right, wrong or indifferent about what you value. Right? That's the beauty of how we live in today is mm-hmm. that we all have our own sets of values and we get to instill those in our kids and our friends and hopefully positive values and when we're doing that and uh thanks for listening yeah and i would say if you haven't thought about it list out the values that you hold dear and some of them are values that you're going to want to be yourself right so you should be projecting those things on yourself and there's two things you can do you can say okay i'm really good at that one I'm kind of, I'm, I'm deficient there. I'm, I'm not kind enough to people. I'm not chivalrous enough. Maybe, maybe I'm not, you know, trustworthy enough, or maybe I've not done enough to build trust as opposed to not being trustworthy enough. So yeah, make your list. Figure out what's important to you. Apply it, and maybe grow a little bit from this. So, I don't care if any of you are offended. If I'm honest, and that's not me being flippant. That's just this is a platform for Ben and I to share our beliefs and our values and everything else that we do. And quite frankly, if well, you're offended by that, effect on yeah, and, and, and if, you're, if, if you're offended by that, then 
you probably want to look at your tolerance level as opposed to our value system. Mm-hmm. No, I so, think that's a great way to put it. But yeah, well, please, I'm not sure. <laughs> Rate us, <laughs> review us. Yeah, maybe after the next one. <laughs> no, we we definitely appreciate you guys listening. So until the next time, be good to yourselves and to each other. Boom. <laughs>